game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. And that was, of course, Megaran letting us use his uh, song. Um, Sunset Flip. Me Sunset Flip. There you go. I knew it was Sunset Flip. Uh, thank you for letting us use your song as our theme song. It is a really great song. Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Don. And unlike NXT on Tuesday, we are not going to end on a double draw. One of us is going to finish. On whose chest, that's up to you, the listener. <laughs> See? Oh. See? Was it not worth the wait? <laughs> How am I related to you again? <laughs> because I say things like that. That's true. This is very true. Right. You make a good point. Right. Um, don't act all, don't act all fucking Catholic, like, you know, Catholic school on me. Like, you know, we don't do that here. <laughs> but um, just real quickly, huge, 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 huge shout out to Mega Ren. Uh, today is his birthday. It's also my mom's birthday today as well. Oh, so very two very great people share the same birthday. How fitting. Yeah. I like it. I, I know that sounded sound like me being sarcastic. No, I really much uh, I'm a big fan of Mega Ren and I'm a big fan of your mother. Your mother is a wonderful, terrific person. Probably she the only is. piece of family that I, one of the only like few pieces of family that I actually trust. She is, and your mom terrifies me. That's because my mom, um, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about my mother. I guess because she um, will discipline you, even though she, you are not her child, and she you are over 30. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is very much the, this is very much the case. Like, she terrifies me. That's because you're a delinquent. And like you, you get into all the bad shit that I don't. So of course, any power, any any person that like actually holds the power of authority is gonna scare you. I wasn't even a delinquent anymore when it. The, no, when you're I, still doing. Uh, well, I mean, you're you're suffering for your past sins. I guess that's fair. Even when I went that's, out there and you were still doing delinquent things, you were still terrified of my mother. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, she terrifies me. Maybe it's the school teacher in her, like the old. What school teacher? She was a teacher's age. She wasn't a teacher. I thought she was a teacher. Oh, God, no. I don't, I don't want to think about what this house would be like if she was a school teacher. It'd be terrifying. Even more. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be even more, more of a, like, as, as much as of a delinquent as you were. Uh, Getting up to more weird, weird shenanigans. Your mom terrifies me, and she was, you know, she's, she's this little nice lady. Your dad doesn't terrify me at all. But he used to be a biker. That's true. My dad used to be a biker. He uh, rode a Harley and everything. Uh, he has the tattoos to prove it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's age. I'm sure my mom probably wouldn't have scared you when she was younger. I'm sure my dad would have, but yeah, it's kind of flip flop now. No, still even when I was younger, it was still your mom's still terrifying. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, well, again, that's because you're up to no good. And I have to that hide is, my no goodness, and I've gotten used to it. That is entirely fair. Uh, we have a lot to talk to, talk about. Yes, we do. Um, where do you want to start this? I don't even know where to start. First, first and foremost, um, you know, thoughts and prayers are going out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne announced on Instagram that his him and his family, his two girls, his wife, and himself, you know, all have COVID nineteen. Yeah, they all tested positive, and he just had a daughter last year. Yeah. Yeah, so of course the thought is obviously the baby was probably going to be more compromised, um, but luckily everybody's fine. Everybody, they're getting over it. Um, so they are coming out of this on the most uh, healthy and safe side of this. Um, and if you live in America or have been keeping up with the news, you know that not, not a whole lot of people are. Um, so this is really good news. Uh, our same thoughts and prayers go out to AJ Styles and his family because AJ Styles tested positive as well. Um, and luckily, and luckily he didn't feel any, he, he had talked about it on his Twitch. He didn't feel anything, you know, out of too, too bad or too out of the ordinary other than like a headache and some boogers, but, um, but yeah, uh, I'm, again, I'm glad that they're both okay and that their family, they're okay. And that's the most important thing. It is, it very much is. So, uh, please remember to keep wearing your mask and if you're not, um, then you are a, um, you're on the side of the plague right now. Uh, so fuck you. Um, but yeah, just keep keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Do what you can. Um, so what are we covering first? Well, we already covered kind of NXT. Kind of covered NXT because we recorded after. We recorded after the episode aired. Um, we had Dynamite last night. Yeah. Uh, as a go-home show, it's probably a, I would say, 3.5 out of 5. Um, I would give it, I'll, I'll give it a solid 4. So the only thing that was weird to me that I could tell was just taking up time was the uh that brawl at the beginning of the second hour with all the, yeah. basically all the entrance of the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, um, because I saw a lot of people kind of um, coming down on all the. They did a lot of commercial breaks towards the middle of the second hour, um, like three commercial breaks, like one after the other, uh, like almost in a row. Basically, well, that is a row, but um, during the women's match, there versus the Rosa versus um, what are they calling her? Um, Serena Dweeb. Serena Dweeb, yeah. Um, and so, and, but, you know, that was one of the better women's matches that AEW has had, especially this yeah. year. Um, so I know a lot of people were, were kind of irked about all the commercial breaks during that. So, I mean, maybe if they had done that during the brawl, I think that would have been better. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's some stuff that they could have, like, messed around with from the formula, but it is what it is. Um... As a show for me itself, like I said, it was 3.5. But again, that's only because AEW, AEW kind of sets a really high standard when it comes to their, to their weekly shows. Mm-hmm. So a 3.5 like rating is still like a 4 rating 
It's still like a solid 4.5 rating for like a Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I guess I can see that, yeah. So, and again, that's only because they set the bar so fucking high. Yeah. Um, um, but it but it wasn't bad. Um, what did you think of the the last match? Uh, fuck, I forgot what was the last match. So the last match was uh, John Moxley versus MJF. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a comedy angle. It, was, it's, it served its purpose, but it did get me thinking that maybe MJF might actually win this. Um, no. Uh, from well, why? Why do you think that? Uh, why do I think that? Yeah. Um. I could see some shenanigans going on that allows him to win. I could also see so some just, shenanigans. Just off of his, like, Wardlow alone. Well, Wardlow, you got... You, to give my, you have the Wardlow factor. You have the di- dynamite ring. That's true. So, you have a bunch of little shenanigans that could happen. Um... I still personally don't think that he's gonna win it just yet. I get that we, I get that they have fans in in the arena now, and they have a little bit of fans. But for if you're gonna court, like MJF's young enough, where like he still has a couple years until he wins, um, you know, his first world championship, you know. And I'm not saying he's not deserving of it or anything, but for something like that, that's something you really want to wait until you have a really good crowd for. You know, it's the same with crowning. Best Friends or um, Jurassic Express with, with, you know, titles or even Scorpio Sky, again, with, like, the TNT Championship. Like, you want to wait until you can get a really good reaction and you give not only the fans, but you give that performer the moment of, like, okay, this really meant something. Um, oh, well, they, so, like, like, for so example... You, they, I think they, they should do that for NJF. They're going to wait. You want to wait for some of those moments, for example, like FTR... They're definitely winning on Saturday. It only makes sense for story, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely winning on Saturday, and FTR is one of those people you want to have those moments for. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and again, right now, especially go- with everything going on with the elite and you know Henny, uh, Kenny, and uh, Hangman, mm-hmm. um, I just realized we couldn't have been calling them Henny this whole time. Oh my god, uh, it was there. It's the almost whole over. Time. It was there the whole time, and it's because you're not an alcoholic anymore. Um, I blame you. Uh, yeah, no, it just makes story-wise, um, and I think we're going to get a heel Kenny. I think Hangman's going to, like, obviously Hangman is remorseful. He knows that, like, he let FTR get inside his head, and, I, you know, I think they're going to keep Hangman babyface because that's what makes the most sense, all, all, like, the most sense in the world, and turning Kenny back into the cleaner you know, that will be good because who's been, like, if they can do it as, like, Hangman's been holding him back. You know, trying to keep Hangman together for the titles and then trying to keep the Elite together or trying to keep him the Elite has been holding him back from doing whatever he wanted at the beginning of AEW. Because, like, he, his his star's kind of, I'm not going to say it's diminished. I, I know there's a really big fan base for him still, but, like, he hasn't necessarily done a whole lot since um, that 
uh, unsanctioned match with Moxley. Yeah. There's nothing like necessarily huge, or I guess no, uh, that's not fair. Um, I'll say the tag match at Revolution. Okay. I see Kenny turning ultra heel. And just leaving the elite. So here's kind of what I see is you kind of have the young bucks acting a little bit more heelish lately. You kind of have Kenny Omega acting more and more heelish lately. Mm. It only makes sense that, you know, the elite becomes heels and Hangman becomes face. Um... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I don't know. I see them. I see the books being more righteous in their anger right now than to just turn heel out of nowhere. So I guess I can see them just being like all for themselves, or just being heel elite with Kenny because that would be cool. Yep, cleaner Kenny. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I wonder if he changes his music. Do you think NGPW would give him access to, nope. to that song? No? Nope. It's still the best wrestling fucking song. In oh, it, it definitely is, but I mean, they want to keep as much shit to them as possible, or they want they don't want credit just to go to anybody else. Like, yeah. it'd be nice. Like, I I I would probably jizz in my pants if I heard Devil's Sky, but. Uh, what else we got? Um, on the topic, well, on the topic of AEW, um, oh, I thought you meant on the topic of jizzing my pants. I mean, sure, sure, why not? On the topic of AEW, there was a media call today for the All Out pay per view, uh-huh. and. Uh, Senor Tony Khan had some choice words about about uh, double or nothing versus WrestleMania. What do you mean? Did you uh, did you read about this at all? Uh, no, I've been busy with my car because everybody knows when you have an old ass car, you need to do what you can so you don't get stuck in the middle of the road. That's why I live in the city where I can just take a bus. Yeah, but you deal with riots. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. So you're it's just right. like so. So it's like round the clock public transportation or riots. Hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So here is a quote. <laughs> Should I do it in my my Tony Khan impression or don't even try? You have a Tony Khan impression? I don't actually. It's just me acting like Robert Stone. Okay. Well, I say read it. <laughs> there have been such highs and lows in this in this pandemic. Trying to do great things, come to come back and do double or nothing, and do that. And do that. I thought double or nothing was like was like a liaison of integrity. To be able to sit back and and it's like okay. With that, we have. Can we have a great pay-per-view? I thought, I'll just be honest. We're both operating during a pandemic. I tested everyone coming in. 
this might be a, the pull-out quote of the press conference, but I'm going to say it. I thought Double or Nothing kicked the crap out of WrestleMania. It was a much, much better pay-per-view. For it was much better pay-per-view. We were both, we were both operating under difficult circumstances. I think ours, I think ours, we were fortunate. It was a little later in the pandemic, and we had implemented testing, and we were doing testing at the time. Well, when we did double or nothing. We were still the ones doing testing, so it was like, you know, you know, to have, uh, God, I could hear him saying this exactly, word for word, just just in his, uh, it kind of sounds like Seinfeld a little bit, if you actually hear him. We came out and did it to, at that point, to set up a bubble and do the pay-per-view. I was so proud, we came a long way since Double or Nothing. So, for those not familiar with Double or Nothing. Uh, some of the matches that we had this, for Double or Nothing this year was Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer for the TNT title, uh, John Moxley versus Brody Lee for the world title, The Elite versus the Inner Circle in the Stadium Stampede, which was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, a lot of those matches were really good. Um, I don't think there was. Because that's when uh, your girl, Hikaru Shida, won her title, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. They, sorry, like, their women's match was a lot better um, than, you know, Becky and um, Shayna. Or, I mean, no, Rhea and Charlotte was good, but it was better than Becky and Shayna. Uh, yeah. I think overall, quality wise, I think Double or Nothing did do better. As far as like entertainment for WrestleMania, I just for WrestleMania, it just you could tell, like obviously something was off, um, and it didn't like a lot of these matches didn't necessarily feel like WrestleMania matches, like even if they were held at the stadium, it, they still didn't feel like WrestleMania matches. Yeah. Uh, so I think they did a better job of presenting everything on Double or Nothing as you know this is important. And this is why this is on pay-per-view, because it matters. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I feel. I think he's right. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, WrestleMania itself was too long. Yeah. It, was too, it was too boring. Like, at one point, I nearly fell asleep during the Edge Randy Orton match that was like half an hour long yeah that was yeah that was that went a while i mean i remember a lot of it because I, I was having a panic attack but the stuff i did see i was just like eh. like obviously the big like the big takeaways from wrestlemania were the the boneyard match and the firefly funhouse match but when you have only two matches Really, just kind of rounding. I mean, the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens match stuck out, yeah. But like those, like when you think of the pandemic WrestleMania, you think you're going to think of those two matches. Whereas, you know, everything on Double or Nothing was really good because you had the the you had the ladder match, which introduced Brian Cage. You had uh, Brody versus um, Brody versus Moxley, which is really good. It was really violent. It, it also showed a different side of Moxley, which you hadn't really seen too much of in AEW. Um, you had 
um, people forget Cody versus like, Lance Archer. So people forget. And the Stadium that, Stampede alone, yeah. Yeah, Stadium Stampede alone was fantastic, but the so the Brody Lee versus Moxie match, like that was brutal. Yeah. That was what Jr. calls a slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't disappointed with it. Oh, excuse me. So I think he has every right to brag. Yeah, he has every right. To, I think he has every right to brag. I mean, you, there are going to be marks, like no matter on which side you're you're going. But like, if I'm being perfectly honest, and I'm I'm being completely fair and, and balanced, um, as Fox News would say. Uh, I would honestly say that, you know, yeah, Double or Nothing was much, much better. Yeah. Like, it's not even a competition. In terms of quality, in terms of, in terms of match quality, in terms of build, in terms of, in terms of an overall performance, like, you got that from Double or nothing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So, let's talk some numbers. Uh, I just had my math class. I don't like numbers. Well, how do you know? Numbers like you. So, this past Tuesday, this past Tuesday, you had NXT going head to head with Impact. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the first time since 2010, Impact and WWE went head to head. It's not really even a competition though, because Impact's usual numbers are about are about 700, about 171,000. Uh-huh. During the so during the NXT head to head, dropped down to one hundred two thousand. Oh wow! Okay. Um, that being said, what do you think NXT did in terms of ratings? Um. Well, they're going on Tuesday, and they're going virtually unopposed. No offense to Impact, but. No, but I mean, what do you... um, well, no, that's what I'm trying to. That's, that's what I'm accounting for. So I think maybe somewhere in eight hundred thousand. Uh, eight forty nine. Eight forty nine. Eight forty nine for NXT. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. What do you think AEW did? Oh, I know that they did. Um, what was it nine twenty six or something like that? Yes. They were like less than three quarters away from a million. Yeah, so close to hitting that million. Which is good because it means a lot of things. It means that, like, obviously them being back on their regular night and regular time was good and that they still have a really big audience for what they want. Or what they're offering, I should say. Also, oh, shit, apparently Kevin Nash is... uh... Diagnosed with the coronavirus as well. Oof, that sucks. He, he has to be careful because I could tear his quad. <laughs> I 
I'm sorry, yes, I, couldn't, a, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Yes, apparently that's a symptom from Kevin Nash himself. And you got to you turn your quad once you get COVID. Yep. Oh, uh, this is a pretty loose episode, if you guys can't tell right now. We're just being really, really chill and relaxed with this. Well, I'm waiting on you. You're the one leading this this horse into the fire. <laughs> so there's like, no, I have no I have no notes. I have no notes. Don's the one who usually does all the research because I'm usually way too busy. So I, I usually do all the re I I usually send him a, like a script of topics that we talk about. But you didn't but, today. But I didn't do that today. I've been so this past week at my job I've been setting up a new store and it's been it's been hectic. Like I've been, it's been pretty hectic between doing that and getting my girlfriend moved into her new apartment. Don't blame your girlfriend, bro. Your girlfriend has nothing to do with it. She's cool. She's cool. Well, wait, 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 wait. Who called me? Who called me? Like, hey, let's do a podcast in like ten minutes. Like, yeah, because I was par- I was I was parodying you to yourself. <laughs> That's why I was doing my best Donald voice. Like, what if you want to record in 20 minutes? You sound uh, like. Here's a quick update on the Sonia Deville kidnapping, attempted kidnapping case. So it appears that a new injunction, or sorry, a new court date has been set for November 12th in the Hillsborough County Court regarding the temporary injunction Sonia Deville filed. Uh, let's see. The injunction is to prevent him from approaching or contacting her family, her or her family. So the current injunction she has is valid until November 12th. Um, his bail is $2 million. And yeah, that's... They finally put a bail for him. $2 million. So he would have to get $250,000. To get out. Fucking hell. That is insane. So the next two takeovers have been announced as well in terms of dates. Uh-huh. So Sunday, October 4th, and da, da, December 6th, which is kind of interesting. You know why? Why? Typically, so Sunday the 22nd, November 22nd is Survivor Series. So uh-huh. typically the day before, they have NXT TakeOver War Games. Yeah, or at least an NXT TakeOver. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that this year. Okay. Um, and what do you, these are Saturdays? Yeah. Okay, so I have a question, and uh, we obviously this was in time, but how do you feel? How do you feel NXT has been doing as term in terms of quality of not only matches but just overall entertainment now that they're counter programming for AEW? Because like think of it like this, like think of the golden years. Like what do you think of the golden years of NXT? Are? That's a hard one to say, because I kind of went in and out with NXT. 
depending on what the roster looked like at the time. Mm. Uh, for me, golden years would probably be would probably have been last year. I gotta say, the golden year? 2018, 2019 are the golden years for me. Okay. Because okay. for a lot of people, I know the golden years for NXT are 2014 to 2018, late 2017. Because uh, that's when, you know, most of the, that's when you start getting more Gargano and Ciampa and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at those years and it was all, you know, time wise, it was one hour except for the takeovers, which are at most three. Um, two and a half hours and then you know it was all online so you didn't really have they didn't really have any masters as form the masters to serve as far as network advertising stuff like that so you know it was ran as you know competing almost against any other indie show you know and that's how it was kind of presented almost in a sense as far as at least quality to me um, it was something that you that was obviously different from the main roster, but it was also developing them to go to the main roster at some point. Now, when we look at everything from you know the start of NXT on Wednesdays to now, you know you have a lot more you know gimmicky stuff um, on the Wednesdays that they're on. You know you have cage matches, you have women's cage matches, you have. You know, you have Foreman Ironman matches. You just have a lot more going on. You have the Great American Bash. You have somebody like Keith Lee being crowned, you know, double champion on a Wednesday night as opposed to a takeover. Uh, So considering all that, like, where do you, like, what do you feel about it all? Because, like, obviously, like, as you can tell, like me, my sweet spot was before all this, before the war. Everything after the war, when the war started, is just kind of like I've kind of lost my interest, and not so much faith in NXT, but just I don't really like what it's I'm peaked. being shown it's, as much. It's definitely peaked in terms of in terms of what the product is. Yeah, it's definitely like I can honestly say it's peaked. Um, it's I, I feel like it might be actually well past its peak at this point. The one thing I will say is that women's division is probably the is probably one of the best in the industry right now. That they're what? Their women's division. Oh yeah, it's it's up there with impacts. Yeah. Because as much as we're as much as the wrestling community is very much LOL TNA, they ha- they've always had a solid women. Well, okay, not always, but I'd say maybe 2012 on. They've had a solid women's roster. I'll go back further and say 2009 to to now. They've had a, a fantastic women's roster. You know what? That's fair. That is really fair. I mean, they've always had like whether it be Gail Kim, ODB, like they've always had really really talented women. I mean, fucking uh, the beautiful people, like fan fucking fantastic team. Madison Rain and all of them are very yeah. fantastic, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like and, and for me personally, like as somebody who appreciates non 
I mean, if I say non-traditional, it, you know, if I say non-corporate, you know, work, you know, um, art, it's gonna make me sound douchey. I'll say non-mainstream media. Either way, no matter what, it's gonna make me sound douchey. You know, when you don't have so much money and corporations, you know, to basically have to answer to, you know, the art firm typically tends to slide, unless you have like a lot of clout already, where you're like you know, fucking like a Stephen King or some shit like that. Or, you know, if you want to do something indie on your own, like you can do that. But something like this, where the wrestling is still kind of like the redheaded stepchild of programming, like they don't have a lot of leeway. So they have to do everything they can for numbers. Correct. Um, oh, sorry, I'm I couldn't tell. You really? You couldn't tell? It's that Whole Foods drink. It, it's so good. I'm spazzing. It's just, it's, it's making you low-y. What are you playing, good sir? Um, Animal Crossing, as always. What else we got? Um, man, I'm trying to find all my news stuff that I had for this week, and I guess I didn't save it like I usually do. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually come up with a list of stuff, and then I just, like, throw it. Pause it. And I don't know how this actually slipped past me right now, but apparently Brock Lesnar is a free agent. Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I so- knew that. So he, yeah, he's basically like waiting to see what he wants to do now, especially since, I mean, WWE doesn't really have anything for him. So, you know, I, he either is going to go fight for Dana White again, or he's going to stay with WWE. But the consensus so far is that he might stay with WWE because that's better money and less injuries. So, Another thing, too, is, uh, oh, sorry, another interesting tidbit is uh, Rich Brucen is apparently going to be just a raw thing now. Because when you're a rebellious, you know, group such as Retribution, and Bruce Pritchard tells you to stay on raw, you stay on raw. They were also edited out of uh, the replay for on Hulu. Why? Because four week push. Huh? Because four week push. Okay, but, but seriously, though, is there no like given reason why they were edited out? So according to Hulu, they don't do any of their own edits. They just put up whatever WWE gives them. So it was a WWE I, decision. Yeah, because from well, yeah, from what I understand is that when they put it up on Hulu, like it's really edited. But I don't know why they would do that. Maybe just to get more people to the network. I don't know. It's interesting. It makes absolutely no sense at all. By the way, did you hear about why uh, WWE is trying to shift everybody from CFO songs? Oh yeah, because they have to pay fifty percent royalties. Yeah, fifty percent. They CFOs owns fifty percent of their of their songs, and I'm just like, fuck. They got a really good deal, but like, I don't know. Like, everything sucks. 
Everything now. You're doing is so genetic. Generic. It's so generic. It's it's genetically modified, which is why it sucks. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a health nut. I don't know if that makes it any any more good, any more bad. Uh, no, yeah, I, I don't. That sucks. That sucks for CFOs though. It really uh, does anything else? It really, really does suck for CFOs. Um, MJF was apparently almost kidnapped at one point. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, you'd hear about this? I did not. I mean, I don't know if this is MJF just being a character. You know what? Even with him, his like, you know, him being himself, or like not always staying in character, I could see why somebody would want to kidnap him. I can see that too. So this is what he said: an AEW fan, a fan tried to dress up, I believe, like a pilot, and was trying to convince their security that they're supposed to fly me in a private jet after the show. I can assure you that guy was most certainly not my pilot. So there's not, there was once a fan who literally tried to kidnap me. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all. When I was in Mexico, people threw a car battery at me and urinate on me. Urinate at me. That's because I don't tiptoe around. I don't hide how I feel. Yeah, fucking fans are crazy. Me too. That's fucked up. It, it it is. This is really pretty fucked up. Like, come on, y'all. Don't be. Don't be nasty. Don't be douche. Don't be weird, please. You're gonna make the rest of us look bad. Like if you if you're gonna be weird, go to Texas. You're gonna be weird. Stay in Alabama. That too. That too. That's. Ugh. So we already talked about Jabroni being in there in the uh, Webster's Dictionary now. Yeah, shout out to The Rock as well as the Iron Sheik, especially the Iron Sheik. Yeah. I for, I I always forget that the Iron Sheik says the word jabroni so much. I mean, that's where the locker room got it from. Yeah. Um, Supposedly, don't, don't quote me on this. Yeah, I don't really have that much news other than that. This kind of flew by for a bit. Yeah, this is what happens when you do two shows a week and you do like half news on Tuesday. Yeah. Which isn't bad because that means you don't have to listen to our voices for like an hour and a half, two hours. You get everything you need and, you know, you get a little bit of us. It's almost like a quickie in the back of the Denny's, you know. You get just enough to get you through your ham and egg and cheese omelet and then you get to go home and finish up, finish off. I don't know where I'm going today on my, on my thinking. I think I'm just tired. Now, what Matt, what Matt says, you get a little bit of us. He actually means all of him. What? <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended or not. Yes, you should. Oh. Uh, well, at least I could see it when I look down. Damn. <laughs> Where can they find you, good sir? <laughs> find any good CVS. Um, I am at pending two fifty seven on Twitter, and of course, uh. You can find us at the uh, our fucking podcast Twitter at TNDW Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Don, where can they find your ho ass? 
You can find me on E L D O N B R U G. That's L Don Brujo at any social media platform. Like you look for it on there Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn. I'm all all there. LinkedIn, CompuServe, um, Napster, Friendster, OnlyFans. um, You can find them anywhere. God, this was just a fucking slow show. I mean, would you call that a show, Donald? I would say it was a fucking disaster.